0: This is Steve Schrock, another Franklin Matters radio show number 511 in the series. This session of the radio show shares my Talk Franklin conversation with town administrator Jamie Helen and marketing communications specialist Anne-Marie Tracy. We had our conversation via conference bridge to adhere to the social distancing requirements of this pandemic period. During the conversation, we talk about grants received recently by the Town for Housing, Fire Department, and a pop-up marketing effort to be used in the summer. We talk about the Community Preservation Committee, got an update on open space at their monthly meeting. The Economic Development Subcommittee meeting met before the Town Council on Wednesday, saw the Business Guide get released, and also heard about the Ladybug Trail in development by the Franklin Downtown Partnership. The Town Council meeting itself had a long list of legislation items, we cover that in brief, including the capital budget, street acceptances, and a food truck permit fee, finally approved. We touch base on the meetings coming up on April 12th for the Joint Budget Subcommittee, April 13th the School Committee in their budget approval, and then the Town Council Outlook for their April 14th meeting. We also, before we close, talk about the Stormwater ought Contest, for the kids in the district, uh, different age groups, uh, elementary and middle school, including high school as well, I believe. And then finally closing with uh, brief updates on the artwork by the Cultural District underway and hybrids events at the Black Box happening. Links to the key topics covered here are included in the show notes. The recording runs around 36 minutes, so let's listen to my conversation with Jamie and Anne-Marie. Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, WFPR.fm, anywhere on the internet. And 1029 on the local Franklin area dial for another talk Franklin session. But our town administrator, Jamie Helen. Happy Friday, Jamie. Hey Steve, how are you? Doing well. It's a nice, yeah. nice day, warm. The windows are open.
1: It's unbelievable, unbelievable weather. Steve.
0: Yeah the day teaser. and the weather and the the
1: i feel like it's <laughs> in new england i feel like this is like the one day we wait for all year long right like it's just like 70 really degrees no clouds no humidity yeah um springtime hope is alive um it'll rain tomorrow <laughs> it'll Probably rain sunday fortunately not sunday. Tomorrow. give us another so, day rain,
2: so, but, <laughs> but <laughs> you
1: know but, you know, you get this one day and it, it, it almost like uh, feels like, uh, you know, it, it gives you a rebirth for the whole year. It's, right. It's play, right.
0: Yeah. And our marketing communication specialist, Anne-Marie Tracy. Anne-Marie, I know you're enjoying this weather as well.
2: Oh, absolutely. I love it. I'm, I'm made for warmer weather.
0: <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Not a,
2: not a cold weather person. So no. this is perfect.
0: Let's keep it coming. We're in April and we know April showers will bring May flowers, but then it gets warmer from here. So that's all goodness. Definitely. So starting off with also some good news, uh, town was in the news this week uh, with a couple of grants bringing us uh, a a relative minor but important item on the fire department side. And then certainly on the housing, um, a nice chunk of change to help with uh, that development for the expansion of the senior housing going up.
1: It was unbelievable. Uh, as I was reading the list at the council this week, I, I made notes and as I was reading them off, I, I felt like a broken record and, and I felt like I kept going and going and going. And that's because uh, our staff has gotten a tremendous amount of grants recently. We, we got a $201,000 grant to, which is the first financial uh, investment uh, non-town investment uh, for the Franklin Ridge Senior um, 60 units up near uh, Eaton Place. Uh, that's going to go towards some of the infrastructure. There's a lot of work to do up there relative to sewer, uh, with the building a new pump station and some other Acres. things. But we're a housing choice community uh, certified. Uh, we're going to get our second certification uh, on that probably this month. Uh, we know we've been certified, but it's just the announcement is going to come out later on. Right. Um and and uh it's great, it's great to feel like you're doing things on the housing front. Uh, unfortunately, given the market, it's not as if there's a whole another hundred units coming on right now, <laughs> right now. Right. Um, but you know, housing is a really, really complicated issue. Right? and it just feels good to take that next one step towards uh, what'll ultimately be another 60 units of senior living uh, uh, the other Uh, And then our fire department also got $20,000 grant this week for equipment for the staff, which ultimately, uh, as the chief explained uh, during his capital presentation, really helped actually offset a cost we would have provided to the town. So we uh, would have provided that gear for our firefighters anyway. uh, But in order to get the $20,000, it was for the new folks who we had just hired. So that was part of the incentive. So that was great. Uh, we're putting together a final grant package from an um, appropriation a we got from Senator Spilka. As everybody knows, Senator Spilka is a huge advocate on uh, mental health related issues. And we got $41,000 from the Department of Mental Health uh, to spend over the next several months. Uh, we're looking at a couple different options. Um, it's uh, Unfortunately, it's near the end of the fiscal year. We just found out about this. Uh, and so the state is working to see if that money could extend past June. but uh, we're looking to augment some of the services that Kelly has done from advocates uh, that's gotten a lot of PR that most people are aware of, mm-hmm. the mental right. health commission. So uh, that's really good news. Um, and I did announce, even though I, it was embargoed, um, but nobody's listening that is going to hear this that shouldn't. Um, you know, Anne-Marie uh, got uh, a grant this week. Uh, for a little mini downtown revitalization project for the summer for $188,000 uh, with the town of Rentham. And I say that jokingly, it, it's not really going to get anybody in trouble. It's just that they they publish these things. And I have the letter in the, I have a public record in my office on it. We have emails on it. Um, so it's really, it's just waiting. They, they just want the governor to be able to make a, a swift announcement mm-hmm. all at once right. this week. And and, and that'll get out there too. But you know, in this kind of communications world, the more you say it, the more it gets out there. Right. And and he'll be making that announcement this week. So, you know, we're talking about almost a half a million dollars in grants that I announced the other night. Um that we received in the last month. Um, and that's just the stuff that that I remembered. Uh, yes. I guarantee you there's other ones that have come in that we didn't <laughs> announce a couple months ago, and there'll be another one next month. So it just kind of all came in at once. So I appreciate you putting that at the top of the agenda today, Steve.
0: Uh, the, a great message. The good news is certainly what we want to share because there's not enough. One, there's not enough of it. And two, you know, it tends to get lost in the other things. So, you know, with all the respect for the governor, yes, he'll have a press conference when he visits someplace and announce, you know, all the list of award winners, et cetera. Maybe because of whatever his timing is, ours will come out after he does that announcement anyway, so we'll be okay. But at least sharing it now, that's that's a good thing. Um, and for those who ha- hadn't connected, this is the expansion beyond what we already have at Eaton Place, which is up behind the hockey rink, et cetera. Um, and that's up on the hill, there's a ledge there. So clear, clearly the infrastructure putting things up between water and sewer is going to be a challenge. So
1: I also did mention this week, I'm glad you mentioned that. I did announce, uh, although it went by kind of quickly, uh, that Congress and Ocumplast was looking for uh, federally funded projects for appropriations for their budget cycle by in Congress this year. And, and I did formally request five and a half million um, in federal funding. Federal funding is going to be key to this project anyway, right? Um, through tax credits and a variety of other mechanisms. and and, and uh, you know, the, I think at the right time to get Congressman class familiar now that he's been to Franklin a, a bunch of times. Sure. Familiar with that project. Housing is a big issue where he's from, and Newton's a big issue throughout his entire district. Right. Um, it's a big issue with Franklin, and, and to hopefully put that project on his radar. Um, you know, we'll see what he can do in terms of any appropriations. But, but even if it's not this year, it's something that, you know, hopefully we continue to fight for at the federal level over you the know, next coming year. So. It's going to be a long-term project. It's going to take years to get done, but uh, you know we're trying to be aggressive to see what kind of options are available to, to get that meeting. Yeah,
0: because I remember attending a presentation. I think it was the Housing Trust back in probably early 2019, and at that time it was a minimum of four to five years before kind of shoveling the ground. Yeah. Um, part of it was you know the just the cycle and putting through the grants and getting the funding, et cetera. But um, yeah, it's it's coming. <laughs> But it's not here yet, so. Yeah. And on a related topic, the you provided a nice extensive update on the open space to the Community Preservation Committee, which is into its you know monthly my, uh, meeting sessions this week.
1: Folks want to take a look at the uh, open space update. First one we've done in a long time. Uh, I think it's the first one that's been done since I've been at Franklin six year ago. Probably. Um, I don't recall uh, one. I don't yeah. even think Jeff did one. Uh, toward the end i know we did one at the AGCOM meeting quickly um, but if folks want to check it out it's uh it's on the community preservation act committee paid website um, and we're going to be continuing to do these so we did an open space update this month next month ryan jetty is going to give a presentation over over uh looking over the uh, recreation department and their long-term capital plan what cpa funds are used for um, as well as um, As well as uh, uh, historic preservation, we'll be doing. uh, We thought it might be better and more fun to do a couple tours. Um, You know, instead of sitting in a room uh, doing a PowerPoint, maybe go out and visit the church uh, on Washington and and visit some of the other sites. We're going to do those in the summer. I was very grateful to the CPC committee for canceling meetings in July and August, uh, because TA, as well as the staff, um after the last year, definitely need a, a breather. Um, and then in the fall, they booked a presentation on an update in housing. Now we've done a lot of housing updates in town. So for the listeners out there who are curious about stuff like this, Brian Tabiner recently did an extensively well done presentation on, on a housing update in town. There's gonna be a housing production plan uh discussion at the EDC level in May. Um so for those of you that are interested in housing, there's plenty of resources out there, but Uh, keep up to date with the cpa webpage uh the public forum will probably be in the fall and uh we continue to march ahead with uh with that great initiative
0: yeah yeah to that end too i shared the uh my notes came out from the meeting yesterday the audio and the links to the presentation are out today so in addition to franklin tv producing the recap the you know the, the the video on demand that'll be coming in a couple of days but at least you've got some audio out there as well to uh, you know listen to find out what's happening and stay tuned because yeah housing is on one of the watch list items that I had started at the beginning of the year for kind of my Franklin reporting and it, in in recognition that it is an issue and fortunately we are at least having discussions and making some progress on it and then shifting also in the economic development space, you had an economic development subcommittee meeting on Wednesday before the town council session. Um, two key pieces came out of that. Uh, we heard about the ladybug trail that's being put together. And then uh, Anne-Marie had been working on the business guide and that finally got released. So, so it two was good great points this week. there.
1: It was great this week at the EDC meeting. I didn't have to talk at all, which was awesome. So I'm going to keep that track. I almost forgot she's <laughs> there. I know, so did I. And so I'm going to keep that trend, I'm going to keep that same theme and let Anne Marie, I think she should talk about these issues for sure.
2: Uh, so um, the business guide is exciting to, um, to get out there. we have been working on it for a couple of months. Um, a lot of you know, collaboration between all the different departments who are part of this. And uh, I, I feel really good about what's out there. I, I'm really hopeful that it will be helpful to people who are looking to um, come to Franklin. Want to know what it's like? What our processes are like? Who they have to reach out to to find out information? Um, I'm really hopeful that it it starts them off on the right on the right foot. So when they come and they want to, they're thinking about Franklin and they find the um, the business guide. It gives them an idea of, of um, you know how much we how much we want to help because we're trying to provide as much information as possible. We're trying to provide guidance um, and just wanting to you know, provide that great customer service that I, I think Franklin, I like to think Franklin is known for.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so it's out there. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the flow chart. Everybody was very happy about the flowchart. So, um, I'm, I'm a fan of flow charts, So I'm glad it's has been there. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just hope it really is a nice, um, tool for people and, and really just gives them, um, a good snapshot of what they need to do in order to, um, work here and open a business or expand here, um, and they
0: come to Franklin. Yeah, and I think the flowchart is one key piece uh, to the extent that it's visual, and you can follow it. And granted, there are a variety of twists and turns you can take depending upon the nature of the business, the nature of the building. Are you building a building? Really, that's kind of a separate piece in terms of the development piece, which was discussed. And that's okay. But if you're just building a business and you're coming to an existing building, then you still need to be aware of, okay, what is it zoned for? Can I do this here? And then once that's decided, then, well, what do I need to do? do who do I need to talk to? What kind of permits do I need? And it walks through that particular session. Um, so, yeah, I'm hopeful that that will be the key piece because one of the problems that I think we've heard over time, and this is addressing it, is depending upon who you talk to, you can get a different starting point. And clearly, depending upon where you start, you may not get the best info. So now at least you've got the one guide. It's there. This is the starting point. And it should be a little bit easier to navigate going forward.
2: Yes, I hope so. There were a lot of iterations of that um, of that flow chart. But the one that's out there now is, um, is uh, I think it's a really solid way of um, looking at the process.
1: Right. And it's not intended to, to answer every question. You know, I think what you know, and I think that's what I like about it is, you know, it really does boil down the basic chart for the average person. You know, if, if you're a Fortune 500 company, you're gonna have people that are gonna do all this for you. But if you're a a startup or somebody younger or a first timer or mm-hmm. yep. family business, you know, the hair, hair salon or a variety of other service industries, you know, it gives you it gives you an idea, I think, of where to start and, and kind of generally what path to go on. And I think for most people. A lot of questions can be answered in terms of that flowchart, but you know it's not intended to really be an extraordinarily deep dive into every solution, right? And, and ultimately, that's what the boards that oversee the
0: permits. Plenty of good stuff, and. There's levels of detail, clearly. We've talked about that before. We do the high level here, and then you can go as deep as you need to, depending upon what's going on. So,
1: Are you saying you want to get into a deep yeah, dive right now it. On, on the
0: podcast? A, <laughs> the, the podcast. I'm Not here. So. We, we, there's plenty of other places to do deep dives. This
1: would be a three-hour radio show.
0: Steve. Yeah, that, that was the town council <laughs> session. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we do the quarterbacking session, to give that the plug, to that's kind right, of give the, right. the condensed version. <laughs> Indeed.
2: Yeah, but Steve, to wrap up, the other thing that you mentioned, the Ladybug Trail is, um, I, from what I understand, I've only been around here for you know, a short time, but from what I understand, it's been talked about for a while and it's uh, coming to fruition. Um, I think it'll be a great addition to our downtown, uh, just really highlighting the great history of Franklin, a lot of the great landmarks in Franklin. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, um, that project happening in our downtown, for sure.
0: Yeah, and for those who may, in 2014, I believe it was, uh, there was a big hubbub because we had the Ladybug tour, the introduction, the contest, the arts, and they were finally on parade. And then after that kind of finished, they went off into the various businesses. A couple started, stayed outside. Um, But what they're now in trying to do is to bring them more outside and then develop uh, kind of the trail concept, so people will know where they are and can go from place to place. Chloe, at some point there may be a kind of a formal trail, you know, splash. But there's still work to be done to get to that point. Um, so stay tuned. The ladybugs, yeah.
1: It's, it's tout- if anybody yeah. does the uh,
0: state house tour, that's one of the pieces that is touted there because that started here in Franklin as we're, we're the state insect, the state bug. <laughs> and it's a great story. It
2: really is a cool story.
0: <laughs> so more to come on the ladybugs. And then we touched on briefly, but uh, town council meeting on other side from the long list of legislative items, uh, the key piece among there was, I think it was four or five of them specifically related to the capital budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, which had already gone through fincom capital budget subcommittee and then the town council finally took uh their pass at this first set of capital budget items
1: yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a very productive meeting there was a lot of legislation this upcoming meeting will be a little less but um the town uh, council did approve the uh the full capital budget round one um, a lot of listeners know that we use excess snow and ice money what we call kind of capital round two which will be in June. Uh, people may say well what's in the capital budget? As we learned this week from the DPW, we manage almost 200 pieces of equipment and apparatus in our fleet um, and when you have that kind of volume of dump trucks, fire trucks, pop, uh, police cars, uh, boats, I and mean, you name it, um, gear, tasers, uh, bulletproof vests, um, you know uh you know uh, hoses you name it down at the fire station you know dpw we got a lot of a lot of assets and you have to maintain those assets um uh and so they were uh gracious enough to uh fill in some of those gaps out there we also do facilities projects often this year the big project is uh redoing the facade at the municipal building due to these extraordinarily leaking windows um, and so we're getting new windows, and, and uh, as we have spoken on the show before, we got a great bid. So that capital budget was approved this, this past week. Um, street acceptances, uh, there's a couple that got uh, uh, accepted, Lorinda uh, Lane, uh, and the it was Union Meadows. Um, and there's a couple that were not um, because of some disagreements at the planning board level um, that uh, actually it was brought out on the record I think from our town engineer had nothing to do with the uh, code of the road, uh, had nothing to do with the condition of the road, had nothing to do with um, any of the inspections. In fact, our inspections came out uh, with two thumbs up. Uh, our town engineering staff uh, worked and, and worked uh, to build that road, the developer. And the bonds were released by the planning board, which bonds get released uh, as surety uh, by the planning board when the road is inspected and uh, put up to condition, and for some uh, reason unknown, um, uh, the planning board voted no to accept that street. What does that mean to people on Brandywine and Charles Drive? It means that um, there's greater uncertainty about uh, town services on the road. Um, and so for snow and ice, that's one thing, but for long-term maintenance, until that road is accepted, um, the town legally uh, wouldn't be doing any work there. Um, Additionally, the state gives us, albeit, I will say, a fraction of the cost uh, and reimbursement for those roads to help maintain them. So um, our biggest funding source every year is Chapter 90 money, uh, which deals Mm -hmm. with street acceptances. Uh, This isn't uh, actually bureaucratic stuff. Well, it is actually a little bit difficult legally. Uh, But this is stuff that has a real effect on people's lives. Uh, I find quality of life because you know, road conditions are a big part of quality life. I think, and um, you know, our town tries to do a great job. I actually think the town's roads are in great shape in a lot of ways. I know that um, there are a lot of bumps. We do live in New England. Um, it is a substantial problem: the weather and the cold. Um, these are underfunded. Councilor Fragilla was correct um, at the state and local level, but that's a different discussion. Uh, so, unfortunately, the Charles River and uh, uh, the Charles Drive and uh, Brandywine. Are going to have to do in the words of the town attorney, the old-fashioned way. Uh, hearing that from the town attorney was uh, music to my ears. Uh, mm. Most people know Mark uh, is fairly old-fashioned at times, and and um, make no mistake, you know we'll work over the next few months to get that road accepted through uh, Plan B. Um, and food trucks are going to come to Franklin a little bit more. Uh, I do anticipate there's some businesses already lined up. Um, to take advantage of those, uh, the business owners in town—they've been looking. Um, you know, this is something that will be an asset on private property. In addition, food trucks are allowed on a common by permit those that are, of those that are nonprofits. Uh, a phenomenal uh, presentation this week by the DPW director on a very high-level analysis of the DPW. Um, I would encourage people to go take a look at that slideshow, or watch the video, or listen on Franklin Matters to the audio. Um, 60 people at the DPW do everything on that slideshow. That is staggering, um, just c- completely staggering uh, at the sophistication and quantity and quality of what they deliver. Um, it's it's quite amazing with what they get accomplished. So, and finally, speaking of the DPW, potentially the biggest news, Steve of last week's meeting was the adoption of the town's complete streets policy. Yes. Um, This has been a long time coming, well overdue. Uh, It was great to see a unanimous vote from everybody too. I think that was a sign to the community that um, connectivity of parks, neighborhoods, um, uh, sidewalks, bike paths, pedestrian friendly crossing, uh, trails, bike trails, um, and a variety of other transportation means. Um, it really put a flag in the ground that said, from here on out, we gotta start thinking a little bit more constructively about what our global infrastructure plan is about." And And, I, I, you know, it, it, it's not gonna produce any tangible result this summer, but in terms of the long term and going into the master planning process in a couple of years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: huge news. I was really thrilled to see the council uh, you know,
0: fully get behind that, so. Um. Yeah, the two points I would add to there, one on the complete streets, clearly we've talked to you before, but it's it's really the philosophical approach Yeah, to consider all the modes of transportation as opposed to what primarily we've done, right or wrong, was, you know, car first, right? Yeah. So we consider all the modes and that's what we're supposed to do. And clearly it's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. There's, there's little streets, tiny streets, you know, narrow, older streets, it's not gonna work there as well. We understand Mm -hmm. that it gives us the flexibility around that, but we've got a nice wide street, Well, we can do more things there. So that at least gives us that approach. The second piece on reinforcing the DPW piece, and I know we've teased here from time to time about kind of your job list and the trivia questions. The DPW presentation gave us a host of trivia questions. We can probably do one specifically on his presentation list how many signs are there? How many light poles are there? The how many numbers lights are in there, there street are lights, staggering.
1: Right? Yeah. It is when you think about the amount of streetlights, the amount of signs, the uh, amount of crosswalks. Uh, that was actually the, Who that was the factoid that I, that, that out of all of them, you know, you, as a TA, you know, I know a lot of those, right. But he still has the ability to throw out a few numbers sometimes that I didn't even know myself. I learned something every time I, I listen to Brutus, but over 300 crosswalks and counting. We have,
0: and counting. We have be more. so
1: many requests. Nice. I've started typing out customer service emails back to people about signs, speeding, and crosswalks saying I apologize. I feel like I'm like Ticketmaster. I apologize for the delay, Um, but unfortunately we have such a backlog of citizen requests forget the actual implementation of those requests right I think that presentation showed why um 2,000 speed signs in town silly stuff uh and and we and we do those signs in house. um we have a, a staff member down there who's almost half-time to full-time job is is, is, is manufacturing manufacturing redoing rebuilding and and, and gpsing signs. Um, yes you know it, it was pretty cool i agree there's a whole story in that. i mean a whole trivia uh,
0: a lot of good info there and town council meets again this week in advance of you know obviously some people taking a break for the school vacation which is fine everybody needs those breaks
1: Yes, we do. <laughs>
0: um,
1: sure. uh, first, on Joint Budget Subcommittee, we have a meeting of the Council Finance Committee and School Committee on Monday, um, uh, April twelfth at five thirty uh, via Zoom. Um, there was uh, we'll be discussing the FY twenty two budget. As a note, uh, the Town Administrator recommended budget uh, per the Town Charter will be. Released on April 16th, the from today. Um, so we will preview for everybody, um, and we will have uh, more than enough material for anybody that wants to spend their school vacation uh, plowing through uh, mountains of data, uh, metrics, narrative, and numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and there will be a council meeting this week uh, on by the time the folks hear this on uh, Wednesday night at seven o'clock. And uh, the bulk of the meeting will certainly be uh, discussion items. Uh, we're going to have everybody's, uh, we're going to have the Norfolk County chairman, uh, Patrick McDermott, for his introduction. He just got elected in November. Yeah, that was a reschedule. It was He was the scheduled reschedule. earlier. Yep. So he was scheduled earlier for reschedule for uh, something in the family. Um, we're going to have one of our favorite visitors every couple of years. Scintillating Dan topic. Sherman. <laughs> Dan Sherman. Um, for those that are interested in, in OPEB, you can hear that uh, acronym. Uh, can learn all about OCAB from Dan uh, on Wednesday night. And GATRA is going to be introducing their executive director, unbeknownst to many of us. There's a new gentleman that took over a year ago. Oh. Um, and so uh, I can imagine they've had quite the year at GATRA. Uh, what a year for this gentleman to take over, Mr. Souza. it will be on the agenda. And uh, due to popular demand on the council, there'll be an extensive discussion regarding uh, parking requirements and downtown commercial requirements commercial one which yep. uh, most people don't know the zoning districts but that's basically the triangle um you know outward a little bit uh in the strip along 140 um, down to walgreens and in franklin crossing so uh, for those of you that want to check in on those discussions uh hope folks uh, participate.
0: and i think for those who have been listening to it, getting prompted to come up for a discussion i think you get introduced are the parking problems at least Per, uh, perceived to have been introduced with the separate downtown commercial district as opposed to the commercial district that had been there but um more well, while more, we're talking t- about it i mean tune we in are, there's more we, to come
1: well it's funny you mentioned that distinction this is solely i'm glad you said that Steve, it's really about the parking requirements for residential construction. the other discussion point that's come up which is much more complicated It's difficult today with the media cycles of the world where everything's so instantaneous. Uh, but this is some complicated stuff. That's, there's a discussion that will happen this week at the EDC. We have another EDC meeting, Economic Development Subcommittee of the Council, on Wednesday at 545. And we will be talking more about the downtown rezoning concepts. And that's dealing with commercial, industrial, residential much, much more expansive, uh, than what we're talking about this morning. Okay. Today. So that was a great distinction. On good,
0: good, good clarification too, because having heard that it was coming, coming, I was thinking that was the council, but it's going to EDC first, which that's fine. And then, and Maria, we wanted to remind her on the stormwater art contest.
2: Yes. Yeah, so we have some, um, some fun art contests out there for our, um, for our resident artists. <laughs> um, so uh, Derek and Kate, um, the head of GIS and our water superintendent and I were trying to, we were talking about coming up with some ways of spreading the word about stormwater division and um, decided art, why not, why not have kids and art, you know, what mm-hmm. a great way of doing that. Yeah, so sure. um, there's uh, there's a lot of different categories, different age groups. Um, they can draw posters. There's actually, uh, we're going to be blowing the posters up and, and using them as, um, you know, educational pieces. Um, everybody likes to look at kids art. And, and, uh, as a former elementary art teacher, clearly this hit a soft spot with me, but, um, yeah. I just love yeah. the way kids can communicate through their, through their imagery. So I'm so excited to see what comes through. And then the other piece of it for our older kids is designing the catch basin, um, stamp, or I guess it's, almost like a stencil type of a thing that goes around um the DPW goes around and paints these at the catch basins so as just a, a reminder for people of you know don't dump anything down here you know it goes mm. to our waterways it goes into our um you know it goes somewhere it's yes. not a trash can um yes. so anyway we're going to uh, tap into our, our local talent here and, and get some interesting things, I'm sure, coming through our doors. I'm super excited to see what we get. So mm-hmm. the information's on our website, on our social media. There. We're, we're hoping to get them in by the end of the month. Um, need to give the kids something to do over April break, you know, draw draw mm-hmm. a great stormwater poster. And and hopefully it'll help spread the word even within the families. The kids will learn about it, and they'll talk to their parents about it, and, and um, you know, just a different way
0: of spreading the word another form of engagement and as we've talked before any kind of engagement like that is great so yes especially around stormwater because that's going to be an interesting topic <laughs> always is
2: absolutely <laughs> this yes.
0: is the fun side of it <laughs> the fun side of it for sure for sure <laughs> and we've got some other fun sides to be sent The good weather certainly is here um I know uh, we're starting, the cultural district is starting to plan for the art walk in June. Mm -hmm. The high school's got its graduation scheduled for outdoor in June. There still will be a parade, details are still being finalized. Um, Hybrid events are coming at the black box. So, you know, while things are gradually opening, the reinforcement of, you know, masks, social distancing, Follow the protocols, we're not done yet. Still apply, right? Yeah, it was, um, actually, It's
1: absolutely. it still applies. And I think one of the questions that was actually discussed in our department heads meeting a while ago, which I'm sure a lot of listeners have the same questions because I, I know Anne, Anne Maria, Anne Marie, and I are both waiting for concerts and gatherings and festivals because we're, we're frequent flyers and, and those events. Um, is this future of well, what happens about, uh, areas of meetings where people are vaccinated and, you know, the CDC did give guidance on that in small groups, um, but there's going to be a whole slew of issues, I think in society in general and in the organization about who gets vaccines. who didn't, um, a lot of that I think is still going to take several months to work out. I really do. I think it's going to oh, be yeah. a case by case basis here through at every municipality probably um, you know through the summer um and through community by community, uh, as well as looking at the metrics of the cases, which are still obviously going up and are still only having uh you know 15 to 20 fatalities a day, uh, which is still you know far too many. And so still more than uh, more than we should. More yeah. than we should. So um you know, uh, I've certainly booked some fun things to try to get out and get back at, at things. I know uh, anne has, Steve, I'm sure you have. Um, you know, we wanna get back to that. I think there's gonna be a lot going on this summer. If you're correct, uh, until there's further guidance by the, by the state of CBC CDC about the vaccination protocols, um, you know, uh, you know, we're still kind of stuck in this mode. Uh, I have to assume that after school vacation gets over and we enter May, we're going to be, you know, uh, pretty darn close to a couple million people vaccinated in Massachusetts. That's still only the forty percent of the state's adults. Um, so you tick another million up in in, in in May and a little bit in June. Fourth of July, you're looking still. I, I think we talked about this week ago. You're going to be at half the state's adults right. vaccinated by the Fourth of July, maybe a little more. Yeah, and great news about the kids, um, that the vaccines are are look, you know, great for the kids. I think they'll aim to do a lot of kids throughout the summer and obviously looking forward to the, the spring, excuse me, for the fall season. I think the big questions are going to be out there is, well, what if I'm vaccinated and they're not? And, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, I do think that the state's going to have a great program, too. I've seen some snippets of um, you know, mobile uh, vehicles going to uh, urban uh, centers, well rural areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that the dispense of those types of efforts are really what's going to get us back to a 65, 70, 75 percent. As high as possible uh, percentage of people vaccinated. The higher the percentage of people vaccinated, it's so clear. It's then the earlier we return to normal. It's just straightforward. So, um, the vaccines have also had obviously incredible uh, uh, effectiveness as the data shows. So, you know, it's sunny and bright out. There's light at the end of the tunnel. We just got to go get vax.
0: <clears throat> yep. Get the facts, get the vax. I think the I facts heard that. Are, the
1: get the vax. Yes. 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 Yep. Indeed. <laughs> go pre
2: register. It, it makes it so much easier.
0: Yes definitely. Well, thank you for your time today. I appreciate sure. it. As we talk to Franklin and get folks caught up on what's going on, there is a lot as you've listened and there's more to come. So we'll catch you again in two weeks at least when uh, there's plenty of meetings be- to keep aware of between now and then.
2: I'm sure we'll see you in the ne- within the next two weeks uh, at a number of spots.
0: So. <laughs> a number of spots, indeed. <laughs> We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.